It's probably good that it's very fall coded to me because I feel like if I watched it year round, I'd just be sobbing year round. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Watched It, the show about shows. I'm your host, Caitlin Berger. I'm a professional flutist who would usually rather be watching TV. On today's mini-sode, producer Jackie and I will be discussing our top three favorite fall movies. Yes, oh my god, we're committing a sin here on this TV podcast. We're actually mentioning the existence of movies. (laughs) Jackie and I both watch way more TV than we do movies, but for me at least, when fall and then Christmas time come around, I love re-watching and discovering themed movies, so we wanted to share that enthusiasm with you. These movies are not Halloween themed. They're just ones that are either common to watch during the fall season or take place during fall, that sort of thing. If you enjoyed today's show, despite being betrayed by our discussion of movies instead of TV, please go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. They will mostly be about TV. Don't worry. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share our podcast with your friends and family so we can all talk about TV together. Yes, today's movies, but trust me, we're a TV podcast. But if we drum up enough interest in our little pod, we do intend to create a Patreon where we will consistently create bonus episodes about movies. So this is kind of like a very early sneak peek of that. So keep supporting us, keep shouting us out. And if you do enjoy today's movie talk, you'll get a lot more of that in the future. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting us. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. (laughs) Happy fall. I just had the best sleep I've had in weeks, and I realize it's because the temperature finally has cooled off. I had my window open last night, and it feels so good. It just reminds me of how good life will be the next few months. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah, in Montreal, we had quite the heat wave this past week as of recording this, and It just like, thank God it was like the beginning of September. If this had happened any later, it would be like so much worse, but still pretty bad. And now I'm just like, I want to welcome the chill, crisp air, the leaves. I want them to start falling, you know? (laughs) It's like, oh, fall is such a cozy season. What a beautiful color aesthetic. Yeah. And it goes by so quickly. Like winter at least has two times to it. I feel like where you have like Christmas time, like November, December, and then you, at least in Montreal again, you have like six more months yeah. of winter. So, like, yeah. Some people just have like three days of snow in winter to yeah. deal with. But. So winter, you know, lasts for a lot longer than fall does. So I really like taking advantage of that, which is why today's topic is what it is. But before we get into the movies, we have to check in with our TV time stats. But Jackie had the brilliant idea today because we're talking about movies to actually share our movie stats versus our television stats, which just makes absolute sense. So Jackie, what are your movie stats? Okay, so I'm going to switch things around slightly. But first on my TV time, time for movies is three months, 20 days and 20 hours. And it says 1,451 movies watched. I'll just share my letterbox number too, because I think that's more accurate, but it doesn't have statistics. 
2082, but yeah, that includes miniseries. So I've seen a fair amount, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, like very different from your actual TV stats, which I think are in like 14, 15 months or something. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I go through periods of time where I don't watch very many movies. Currently, I'm watching a lot of movies because I'm going to shout this out on Letterboxd. I've been on there for a few years, but I just discovered their scavenger hunts. And at least the one I'm doing right now, it's like a monthly rotating scavenger hunt. So every month there's a raffle for who gets to host it. And they come up with a list of how many days of the month there are of prompts for movies to watch that month. And then you create your list and like share it on there and look at other people's. It's very fun for me. Like I absolutely love it. And I think I'm going to try to do it every month. I think it's brilliant and fun. That sounds very epic. I have a Letterboxd account, but like I think I tried going on it a few months ago and I couldn't figure out how to customize either my username or something about it that was like bugging me really bad. So then I like gave up on it. My goal is to get back onto it one day, but for now, TV time is okay for me. But Letterboxd does seem like super, super cool. I know it has so many like really cool options that people share online and it looks really sleek too. Yeah, the functionality is pretty amazing, especially when it comes to the list making and even. I love this kind of feature that I think I first saw on Pinterest where you just hold it and then it gives you like which option you want. So like on Pinterest, it's like pin, save, whatever. And on Letterboxd, it's just like watch, add to watch list, like or whatever. So it just makes it so much faster and easier. I love that. If there's one fatal flaw for the TV Time app, but if they're listening right now, please don't take this too much to heart. But if there's one little flaw about it is that the like loading time has always been pretty bad. And sometimes it like bugs and and doesn't load properly and stuff like that. But apart from that, it's uh, amazing and I love it and it's free. So go and download it and then be super happy like we are. So as we are doing now, trying to make this a little bit more tangible for you, the amount of time I've spent watching movies on here, three months, 20 days, that's about the time of fall, right? Right. <laughs> it's about three months, give or take. So yeah, that's that's about how long I've actually spent just, I mean, I've rewatched so many movies, but that's just a rough estimate of the amount of movies I've seen and how long they took to watch. <laughs> I love that. That's so on brand for today. (laughs) That's amazing. So my movie stat as it stands is one month, 16 days, and 10 hours of movie watching time, which amounts currently to 538 movies. And I'm similar to you, Jackie. I don't tend to watch movies regularly throughout the year. I get like bursts of time periods where I'll be obsessed with just movies and I put TV on pause. And that typically does happen, like I mentioned in the intro, during the fall season, Christmas season, because I love like themed type of movies, ones you can rewatch and that sort of thing. And then starting last year, I I sort of committed to watching movies that are nominated for awards like Oscars and Golden Globes to sort of keep up with that. This year could be interesting just because of the strikes. We we don't really know what's going to happen. But yeah, I still definitely want to watch more current movies and see what they're all about. So yeah, I'm definitely probably going to make that number go up hopefully this fall. But it's a lot of rewatching, which I don't think really contributes to the stats on TV time. So that kind of sucks. But if someone were to watch that many movies, 538 movies in a row, they would be like a baby of 
you know, one month, 16 days. And those babies would not yet really have any neck strength. So they couldn't really lift their head to watch these movies. They'd have to be <laughs> like lying down or whatever. The projector. <laughs> but yeah, their first month and a half of life is equivalent to all the movies I've watched. So there's that. All right. Our favorite fall films. Jackie, which movie took your number three spot? I put the classic, probably on so many people's lists, When Harry Met Sally. Love it. I actually watched this movie pretty late, maybe like two or three years ago. It's referenced so much in culture in general. So I was like, oh, I should just watch this so I know what people are talking about. And I went into it not really expecting much, to be honest. But it really is a very captivating script. It kind of reminds me of Seinfeld, actually, like that kind of vibe. And I love Seinfeld. And I love Meg Ryan. I just think she's like adorable. And I, I'm so happy she's coming back for a rom-com soon. Hopefully it's a fall rom-com. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, I just think it's funny. I think it's sweet. I think Friends to Lovers is like my favorite trope. <laughs> Maybe, probably. Uh, I was just really touched by it and it hit all the marks for me. So I think it's one that I'll keep rewatching probably every other year. I actually rewatched it this week because my sister hadn't seen it. And so it's fresh in my mind. But yeah, it still held up for me this year. So we'll see about it in the future. There's something about fall in New York, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's so ingrained in pop culture. And I'd seen so many clips growing up. And I'm sure I watched a bit of it, I think, like earlier in life. But I don't think I ever sat down to watch it. Certainly, I don't remember doing that. So this week, I actually did that for the first time. And yeah, I really, really love it as well. I mean, it's funny that also you say like friends to lovers because it's also sort of like enemies to friends to lovers. Yes. I, I think it's a pretty unique movie. Um, has some really, really, really iconic scenes and lines. And I also appreciate that it was from a time when like the people on screen looked like real people that you would actually see walking mm -hmm. out. You know, whereas nowadays, for especially for rom-coms, the men are supposed to be jacked to high heaven. The women are supposed to be True. models. Like, obviously, that's maybe going away now. But I feel like, yeah, there was a period in, like, the early 2000s when we were growing up that the contemporary movies we saw were, like, absolutely, completely unrelatable in terms of body image. And so it's just really nice to, in the 80s and 90s, watch movies like that where the people look like just average human beings. And I also love Meg Ryan. Yes. I appreciate that, too, a lot in Maddie and I, whenever we've watched Seinfeld, especially when we first watched it, like we're really intensely into it in high school. We were always like, wow, everybody here, like it's interesting. Someone like George Costanza, for example, looks wise, right? Um, is represented on TV as a main character. And he's like just dating like a, a whole lot of different looking people, but it's like totally normal. And like if you went 10 years forward, people would be like, whoa. This guy's with that girl? What? It's a, definitely an observation that kind of confused us, but now it makes more sense. I'm a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. I love that. So my number three movie on this list is Beetlejuice, mm. right? I love Beetlejuice. I've watched it many times at this point. And Don't say it one more time. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, the thing with me though is like I like forget things so much like I think I mentioned this in a TikTok or a reel that I posted recently that was like why I consider a movie my favorite and I realized it's like 
about half the time it's because I have a strong emotional reaction when watching. But like, even for the movies that I do end up watching a lot, like beautiful. Nope, <laughs> I won't say it. <laughs> this one, I like forget certain details. So it's just like funny that you say that because I'm like, oh yeah, right, the three times thing. I literally watched it last night. <laughs> 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 i'm gonna watch it very soon i just want the like weather i want it to not be quite so hot when it's so hot it still ugh, doesn't feel quite like fall so it feels like weird to watch these mm-hmm. movies i think this movie is so funny so unique of course uh, i think all of the movies on this list will end up being like that for us and for whatever reason every time i watch i can't believe that it's michael keaton yeah playing this role like i don't know why but like i don't know if he did because i think he did batman right and i don't know if it came before or after this but like what I knew of him growing up, which was very little, just didn't seem to make sense that he would take on a role. So like it's meant to be such a character that's so disgusting and gross and just, you know, a really anti-hero villain type character. And anyway, so I'm always just so freaking impressed by his performance in this movie. Also, one of my favorite lines of any movie is, if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have had my little accident. And it's like that person who then shows that she had done something to her wrist. Sorry, I don't, I didn't give a trigger warning for this. And I just, I don't know. It's just like really iconic and funny. And yeah, it was just really good. I guess it was like when they're in the afterlife or whatever it's called. I don't remember anyways. So yeah, amazing, amazing scenes, uh, really iconic songs as well. Actors. Creative. Yeah, so creative with also like, I feel like the production design of it all, just like absolutely unforgettable. Also, there's going to be a second installment of this movie. I don't know if you heard about that coming up. And Winona Ryder is going to come back for it. And Jenna Ortega is going to be in it. Oh, that's interesting. And I think she's going to play her daughter or something. I I haven't looked into it too much, but I'm very excited for that. No way. That's so cool. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't say his name three times. I don't think. Jackie, what's your number two movie? I think this one might be on your list somewhere. I put Coco. Ah, yeah. I just think it's such a beautiful (laughs) film. I guess just the like kind of ideology of death or like the way that they view it is just so beautiful. And I feel like the characters, like I just love all the characters in it. I think they're all so sweet. And I love how it's so focused on family as well. Like it's just so sweet to me, like the grandma and like, oh my gosh, the music. Like it it just makes me cry so much. (laughs) And it's just so beautiful. A life-changing movie, truly. <laughs> Absolutely. But you did nail it. Coco's on my list as number one. Spoiler. I'll save my like extra thoughts for soon. But yeah, it's just like the perfect fall movie to begin with. And then I'll list all the reasons why I love it. But I'm glad that you shared that with me. <laughs> what is your number two? It's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this I saw a lot growing up, not necessarily like, again, sitting down watching it every year or anything, but a lot of clips. I knew all the songs. My family, you know, likes musical theater. So we, of course, like this one. And it's, again, super iconic. Just like I think all the movies on our lists are today. (laughs) Really memorable. It's a musical. I love musicals. So that is also amazing. But I think I would still love it if it was just like a straightforward movie. I think it would still work well. I feel like when I was growing up, I didn't really understand many of the innuendos and like double entendres and stuff like that. So like every time I watch it, even now, I like 
pick up on more and more and more each time also because now I watch things with subtitles which I never did really growing up so even sometimes in some of the songs I remember I think last year watching it and I was like oh that's what they're saying (laughs) maybe it's because of their accents and because maybe the sound quality you know from the 70s is not like perfectly crystal clear so like there's like little things that I'm like oh okay now I get it so that's just a really fun like experience for me and I also can't get over that this was not necessarily that it was made in the 70s but that it was like distributed (laughs) to movie theaters in the 70s I don't really know the history too much behind it to be honest I, I I don't know if it was banned or like whatever I wouldn't be surprised if some countries or movie theaters did ban it but like A lot of the material in it is so salacious and controversial, I guess, at least for the time. And every time I watch, I'm just like, I just can't believe it. Like, I can't believe that it was made when it was made. I think that's so cool. I don't know if this is a worldwide thing or not, but I know in Montreal and I think throughout North America in October, at least, or I don't know, in the fall, a lot of places show the movie and then you're supposed to come like dressed up. And it's like a very cult thing where it's like you're meant to yell certain phrases or, or, or like, I don't know how it works because I've never gone because I'm way too scared. I, I can't do like such big, organized like <laughs> yeah. things like that. But I'm still like, it's it's kind of on my bucket list. It's on my list. Oh my God. Maybe we could do it together sometime. Oh my actually. God. Yes. If I, if I could go with someone. Because I'm, I'm not going alone. No. And I don't know the like actual like, protocols because I feel like everyone that goes to these have definitely gone to it before so it's like intimidating yeah it's just such a cult classic like even in my head right now I know I'm gonna watch it soon and like the opening with the red lips and everything you know it's just like so (laughs) so good (laughs) so Jackie before we get to your number one movie what is on your honorable mentions list well I just want to say first of all I absolutely love watching like scary Halloween type movies in the fall. And I really didn't put any of them on here because maybe you'll hear about them later from us. So I mostly just chose ones that feel like fall to me that I feel like maybe had leaves in the background that looked that color or just the vibe of it. So I just have four on here I want to mention. The first one is Dan in Real Life. Have you watched this? No, is that the one with Steve Carell? Yes. Okay, yeah. I've seen like the poster and that's Okay, <laughs> I think you should maybe check it out. You might oh, like yeah. it. Okay, cool. It's like a very nostalgic movie for me. I think I saw it in theaters even when it came out. And <laughs> I'm just going to share this because why not? When I saw that movie in theaters, there were some people like kind of outside of the theater with the popcorn. And they're like, hey, do you want my popcorn? And I was like, okay. And I just took the popcorn. <laughs> Anyway, so that's memorable, but I didn't like die and I didn't get sick. So I think they were just like, do you want it? Because we didn't eat it. Anyway, (laughs) I probably wouldn't do that nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, it's like really funny, but sweet. It's like a single dad who he's widowed and he's raising, I think, his three daughters and they're all going through like different stages of life. And basically, they're going to his family's house for like a family gathering, which I think is like in the fall just like at a cabin or something like that. And on the way there, he like meets this woman that he's like, wow, like we just really connect and stuff. So he comes into his family and says, I've met somebody. And then she's there and she's actually like kind of dating his brother. I haven't seen it in a few years, but it definitely is like one that I used to rewatch multiple times a year. And it holds a special spot in my heart. I love that. (laughs) Um, Another one, a single man. Ooh, that one I don't know at all. I don't think. Starring Colin Firth. 
a really, really beautiful movie. It's about a man who's pretty closeted and I can't remember when it is. Maybe it's like in the fifties or sixties. And uh, it's just like his perceptions of life. And it's a very like introspective film and the acting is beautiful. The cinematography is really beautiful. And I think it's a really, really well-made film and it definitely feels like fall. That's all I can say. It feels like fall. Like it just has everything in it except for maybe Halloween, Thanksgiving. I do love, you said it was with Colin Firth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do love a Colin Firth movie. Right? I love Any, everything he ever does. Anything he's in really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and then another movie is Stuck in Love. Mm, I don't know that one either. These are cool discoveries for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a bit of a rom-com. Like it just really captures family dynamics well, I think. I mean, I saw it right when it came out, maybe in 2014, 2013-ish. And it really spoke to me a lot. I think, I haven't watched it in years, but I think it probably is like a pretty pretentious movie, to be honest. But I really enjoy it and enjoyed it a lot. Like it made me feel so much and it feels like a YA novel almost, but in a, a really good way, I think. And yeah, I, I thought it was really beautiful. I know that it's probably has its moments that maybe are a little bit problematic or cheesy even, but yeah, I really was touched by that movie and it actually is one of my favorite movies to this day, I think. Damn, I'm going to be adding all of these to my TV time later. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is, it does have Halloween in it. Mermaids. Have you watched Mermaids? Wait, oh, wait, yeah, the, the, with um, Winona Ryder and Cher. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, sorry. I watched that, I think, last fall or like last winter, like very recently, and I'd never seen it before. Oh, yeah. I should add that to my like recurring list because I have like on the Notion website, I use like boards and stuff. And yeah, I have like a list of fall movies and winter movies and stuff. And so I sort of forgot that that could go on the fall one. So like, thank you for reminding me that that exists. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, I just feel like it's a really unique movie. I know that one of the main core parts of the plot is like really problematic, actually, because it's like when on a writer is having intercourse, <laughs> that sounds like so old fashioned, <laughs> with a grown man who's like 26 or something like that. Yeah. But I think to the audience like to her it might seem like she really wants that or whatever but to the audience it's really like okay no the girl no kind of and also I think in the end she feels that way too but what I love about that movie is Cher no not just Cher but like she's like the main reason I like it a lot but I just really love how it captures the family dynamics between the mother and the daughters and they feel so real to me just how the mom talks to the daughters how the daughter also I think it's so funny how Winona Ryder's character is like obsessed with like church. I was gonna say that it's <laughs> like she has a fascination yeah. with like nuns and like Catholicism <laughs> or something, and she has like extreme, extreme like scrupulosity, kind of. Even though she ha- she doesn't really formally go to church though or anything, because her mom's like the opposite. It's just a really funny dynamic, and yeah, I think it's a really unique film. I really liked it when I watched it. I think anything Winona Ryder is in is again like. Uh, just a hit for me she's so freaking amazing and I feel like a lot of the movies she's in could be like fall movies and Halloween movies anyways so like that's kind of cool that's true that's kind of like her thing is just fall movies oh my god there's actually a ton yeah well and speaking of Winona Ryder taking me to my number one yes tell us tell us Jackie starring Winona Ryder but also there's other adaptations but this is the one that I will always cherish the most is Little Women. Yes. I mean, it's in my top 
four movies of all time. Wow. Well, okay. I just looked at my letterbox. It's not in my top four, but it's probably number five. (laughs) So yeah, Little Women throughout my life has been significant in different ways. And I feel like it's kind of during different seasons of life, I've related to like different characters or different parts of the movie slash book. (laughs) And I think most of it has to do with like growing up with sisters. And this was always the movie that I'd like as a kid watch. If I was like homesick, I would just choose to watch it. Or like during the holidays, I would choose to watch it. So it's very cozy for me. It could also definitely be like a Christmas winter type film. I love Winona Ryder in it. First of all, I think she's such a good Joe. I really do like Saoirse as well. Like in the new one, I I thought she was great, but, and that one was a little bit closer to the book, but I would rather have Christian Bale than Timothy Chalamet as my teddy personally, because Timothy Chalamet just looks like, sorry, I know he's probably like our age, but like, he looks like a kid to me, (laughs) but they are kids kind of, so it's fine. But, (laughs) but yeah, it just really, really deeply resonates with me. And I think it's just so beautiful ultimate comfort film. Oh, I love hearing you talk about this movie. <laughs> the memory that I have of this movie that I'm curious if you remember. <laughs> so the only time I've watched this movie is thanks to you. So I think it was in the fall of 2017 or something. We were both still at McGill together. And I mm-hmm. had a day where I was like really sick. And I came home and I was like literally on the floor, like sobbing because I, I had to a taxi home like from the clinic. I was just like, I didn't know what was wrong with me really. And I was really sick. And so I called you and I was like, can you come over? And I like, I never <laughs> did things like that, but I just, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I called you and you came right over. I was just like so out of it. I was like rolling around. I just like didn't feel good at all. And you were so kind. I think you got me like a smoothie or something. And then you put on Little Women and we were watching it. And like, I couldn't focus <laughs> that much because I was like mm-hmm. in and out of like sleep. But yeah, I remember watching it with you and I really enjoyed it. And like you said, Winona Ryder is like, I would say, yeah, I think she's one of my favorite actresses as well. Everything she's in just hits. Like she has not delivered a bad performance in anything I've seen her in. So yeah, I don't know. I'd like cherish that memory because it was just like really sweet of you to like basically like nurse me and like help me that day. And you chose the perfect movie. And I definitely have to rewatch it to experience it when I'm not like delirious with whatever the fuck was going on that day. But I have not yet seen the 2019 one. I know that's like a crime to like movie watchers around the world. I think actually it was a really good adaptation. Like I was more satisfied with the story and it was well done. I was so embarrassed. I've only seen it like twice, I think, but we saw it in theaters on Christmas day. It was like my mom and at least two of my sisters and the sister I sat next to Oh my gosh, <laughs> she kept like saying things to me that made me really laugh super hard. And I had a laughing attack. I had a laughing attack during the movie. And then I started laughing so hard that it sounded like I was crying. And it was like at a part where like, it's like a in the part where Joe like confesses her love or something like that. But then it's maybe it's not returned or something like that. I can't remember. And so everyone in the theater thought I was like sobbing, but really like, oh, laughing. No. And I was so embarrassed. I almost had to like walk oh, out. I was, like, no. Stop doing this to me. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so it's memorable for that reason. Like I'm horrified at my behavior. So it's too good though. <laughs> but like, if you do watch the Winona Ryder version sometime this fall, I'd love to rewatch it with you. Yes, let's do it. Oh yay! Okay, now I'm excited. <laughs> so I'm going to share some of my honorable mentions with you. I feel like now I, I want to add like 20 more, <laughs> but I'll stick to what I wrote down. So my first one 
is Knives Out, mm. which is actually, if someone were to ask me my top three, for whatever reason, <laughs> arbitrary, but top three movies of all time, definitely Knives Out is on that list. Oh, wow. It was going to be on my actual list today, but then I remembered Rocky Horror <laughs> existed basically. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I got to put this one in. Absolutely freaking love Knives Out. Such a good murder mystery definitely like works for fall. I feel like I think that's a perfect season for those types of movies. Something like Clue as well. Mm. Such good fall vibes. I mean, Chris, uh, what was his name? There's too many Chris's in Hollywood. I know, Evans. <laughs> Thank you. Chris Evans's white sweater or cream sweater that he wears. Iconic. <laughs> My dog has that sweater and it's so cute oh on him. That's amazing. (laughs) So, I mean, it is basically one of my favorite movies ever. Also, a movie I watched last year, which because I don't remember anything, maybe it fits more with like Halloween theme. I can't remember. But Wendell and Wild is an animated movie that I think came out last year on Netflix and I watched it within like the first 10 minutes. I'll never forget just in my core knowing that this was going to become a favorite of mine. So I'm excited to rewatch that this year and hopefully every year. It's absolutely stunning. If, for lack of a better comparison, it has Tim Burton vibes, but the main character is a black girl and it's just like freaking amazing. It's so good. It's kind of dark. It's actually quite dark, but (laughs) it's really good. Also, I adore, I'm sure you like these too, Jackie. I love the Adams Family movies from the 90s with Christina Ritchie. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things like it feels very fall you know appropriate but you can also just watch it year round because that's their life year round so like right. it works either way <laughs> so like Renona Ryder was sisters with Christina Ritchie in Mermaids and I think it's just so funny that they both became like such scary movie figures kind of but yes, not in like yes. a traditional horror sense more like in these like cult classic type vibes I would love to see them in something else I mean let us know if they have been in something else together people listening right now oh my gosh i feel like they would rock a movie together yeah oh, so good and then like i brought up before i did watch when harry met sally earlier this week and i feel like it's definitely gonna be on my yearly rewatch list now it feels like a, a favorite rom-com of mine that you know sort of basically takes place in fall but it definitely has fall vibes absolutely mm-hmm. so yeah so that's that's one that i'm happy that i finally sat down to watch But like I mentioned, I'm so happy to say that on my list, my number one is Kogo. And I'm happy that you have it on your list too, because one of the things I wanted to bring up about it was another memory I have of you (laughs) associated with this movie. This one, I feel like I don't think you'll remember, but I remember watching it for the first time, maybe even like a whole year after it came out. I'm not sure. It came out in 2017. I certainly didn't watch it right away, but I watched it like at home, maybe, yeah, maybe in the fall of 2018 or something. And it like spoke to my soul. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it just like hit me straight in the heart. And I think the first thing I did after stopping, well, trying to stop myself from bawling was I either called or texted you. And I think I asked you like, I was like, are you going to remember me when I'm gone? Or like something. Oh, yay. I was so emotional. And I guess I, I think I knew that you had watched it. Well, it's also because one of the main songs in it is called Remember Me. And just not a song ever. Oh, my God. If someone were to play that for me right now, just instant tears. That song and from Toy Story, When Somebody Loved Me, mm. both of those can instantly bring me to tears. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Coco is what I would say is my favorite movie of all time. It's hard nowadays because I feel like Pride and Prejudice is like super heavy favorite of mine. So 
like they're they sort of are in both in the top spot so i i'll basically say that coco is definitely my favorite animated movie of all time that's for sure it means a lot to me in so many ways like you mentioned the fact that it revolves around ancestors family and music especially the the music in the movie first of all is so gorgeous and so emotional but the fact that the main character miguel is a musician and that the story being explored has to do with oh he thinks that his great grandfather or i can't remember the how many greats or whatever but someone in his ancestry was this famous musician in mexico you know like and that he feels like music runs through his blood which it does eventually when you find out the plot twist, whatever but there's not really that many animated movies i don't think that have music as their focus a lot of times obviously it'll, it'll be disney movies which are about princesses and stuff like that you know or just other kinds of storylines which is totally fine so me and jackie both being musicians i think it like hits different and i also think part of what makes it so beautiful not only is it about family but it's many different nuances there because sort of in the first like third of the movie miguel is actually upset with his family because they don't want him to play music for a variety of reasons go watch the movie if you haven't already and so there's like a, a rupture there and when he's in the land of the dead i guess you would call it and he sees his ancestors they also are just like just go back home accept our deal or whatever and, and, and go back home but don't play music and one thing that I love so much about it is that in the end, he discovers his ancestors, actually Hector, instead of this big famous musician that he thought it was. And Hector was not famous, didn't become famous because the guy that was famous killed him. So it's just like a nice reminder of like a culture that actually appreciates ancestors and not just remembering people who are famous or whatever, but taking time every single year to put out pictures and offerings for people that meant something to them. And the reason it hit me so much is because I felt like, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to be a famous person. I don't think I even want that or anything like that, even though I'm in music and like maybe I could have you know, I could have strived to become this famous flute soloist or like maybe even with this podcast, oh, maybe I want to be famous one day. Like, you know, we all have, I feel like I have those thoughts sometimes, but then I realized like, no, I think I'm honestly just going to end up being a very average person that like only a handful of people are really going to remember when I die. And it was just so beautiful to witness a movie that showed you like, no, like we're going to remember you no matter what, because you were important to us just, you know, as a family member and, and that sort of thing. So I could go on and on and on, but it has so many special meanings to me. And also the second time I watched it, because I loved it so much the first time, I then, I think like a month later or something, convinced my roommate at the time to watch it with me. And I'll never forget, we're sitting on the couch, we're sobbing by the end. And we both, it was like sort of like in a movie, we both like looked at each other like sideways and we're just both sort of smile sobbing at the same time and he looked at me and he was like why did you make me watch this <laughs> i was like because it's the best movie ever but it was a really like emotional watch of that movie so yeah every time i watch it i sob it's probably good that it's very fall coded to me so that because I feel like if I watched it year round, I'd just be sobbing year round. So yeah, I think I mean, I mean it must have been you, Jackie, that convinced me to watch it. So if that's the case, thank you so much for that. Very possibly. <laughs> it's such a beautiful movie. And I think especially the ancestor aspect, like in general, I feel like in our modern society in like North American culture in general, and well, that includes Mexico. So that like 
not arguments out, but in like at least in like your traditional American culture, I feel like we don't really think about our ancestors at all. Like I don't very often, and I my family is a family that actually like knows generations and generations and generations and generations back because I come from a Mormon family and that's like a huge Mormon thing actually. But I feel like even spending time with my grandparents a lot the past three years, I've really had an extra special appreciation. I feel like for like not only like elderly people, but hearing their stories of people who are no longer around and like trying to think more about like their legacies, which to be honest, I don't want to be like haunted or anything, but I mean, I probably wouldn't really like these people that much. Um, I I, I I understand what you mean yeah but then I like can really empathize with some of the women like I wonder if she really wanted to like be a polygamist you know what I mean like stuff like that and then like some of my family that's not like the pioneer ones like I wonder about their stories and I luckily have a little sister who's literally obsessed with this type of thing and spends many hours every week trying to figure out more about ancestors where a lot of records have been destroyed and things like that so I, I think it really is special to be able to remember them because like, I don't really remember too much. Like, I think like, I'll definitely remember like my grandparents and great grandparents, but it's really, when you deeply think about it, there's like so many people, like how far back would it even go? You know, like who you're intrinsically connected to. I think it's just such a special way to remember people. And oh my goodness, like grandma Coco, like, oh my gosh. Like, I can't even, <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, the tears are going to come. So I'll reserve that for when I actually watch a movie. <laughs> but yeah, definitely watch it if you haven't watched it. It's definitely one of the most special movies that's ever existed. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. Like, it's so colorful. The music's beautiful. Everything about it, 10 out of 10. It's got to be one of the best movies ever. Absolutely. And definitely have tissues for this yeah. one. Jackie, this was so fun. Also, listeners, I hope you forgive us for deviating from the TV content, but like it had to be done. It was necessary. And we do watch movies, and I know you guys probably watch movies too. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's the show. You can find us on Instagram, threads, Twitter, and TikTok at WatchedPod. Or by email at watchedipod at gmail.com. We love interacting with y'all. Feel free to comment on any of our posts on any of those platforms or to send us an email, of course. You can also let us know this week what your favorite fall movies are. We would love to discover some new ones or, of course, hear your favorites and uh, just chat about the ones that we've all seen together. Happy watching and see you next week. <laughs>